Hello, and welcome to the Battle Line Podcast, the place where we have those collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the Director of Publications Nationally. My co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. Major Jamie, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing great. We also have with us here our co-host and producer, the one who makes this whole show run, our media manager nationally. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am so super full. How are you? Doing great. Life is good. Matt, as of yesterday, Elizabeth is our media and marketing manager. Oh, okay. Let me update the script here. Oh, she was. The M&M director. Oh! Director of if you want to sponsor us. M&M's. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us. M&M's, if you want to sponsor us, hit us up. That's right. Listen, we'll take some M&M's. M&M's, hit us up in the DMs. What's your favorite M&M? Elizabeth, what's your favorite M&M? Chocolate. Stop it. I'm going to go green. Go green. Go shamrocks. Go big green. How about you, Major Jamie? Uh, there is no, a correct right. answer the, to this. The green the ones are good. The green ones are good. Do you, uh, I don't know the difference. M&Ms? I don't think they really taste that different. Uh, there's total differences, guys. <laughs> Let's think. Peanut, peanut <gasps> butter. Oh, you're talking about the, oh, the Christmas uh, flavors. The correct answer is peanut M&Ms are the best. Oh, okay. That's a solid yep. choice. Yep. Like Matt that. thinks the peanut butter ones are better. He's I'm wrong. I'm partial to peanut butter. I know they taste like Reese's Pieces, but I like I like I, I like. The I didn't know that M&Ms. existed. This is news to me. Yeah, in a red bag. Next time you're at the gas station, oh, look for the red bag of M&Ms. That's my favorite spot to hang. It'll change maybe, your life. Maybe one day, next Elizabeth, time you're at the maybe that needs to be our next peer try video is we just get all the different, because they have some crazy ones. We tried ones that were like Cappuccino. spicy ones. Yeah. yeah. Spicy? Yeah, they were spicy. Spicy jalapeno, good. I think, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, gee whiz. I feel like we should do this. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should get back to the topic <laughs> at hand. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is the start of a new program year, uh, a new school year. Everybody's getting back to school. Uh, so we thought it would be a, good to kind of give you some tips, some pointers, um, just some things that might be helpful to you in planning for the next program year. Now... I'm going to be 100% honest with you and tell you that uh, in my need a plan, work a plan life, August is too late to start planning for a program year. <laughs> like in the spring is when I'd be planning for the program year. But uh, I understand that not everybody is as crazy as I am. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody is so, an Enneagram one. Yeah, and the, the truth is like, you know, you Sometimes, like these tips are things that are always helpful, even if you're starting your plan in August for programs that start next week. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just going to go through some t- helpful tips, uh, some things, you know, that might help you out in planning for the next program year. Yep. Eight, eight, eight tips, eight points, eight snippets, uh, like uh, one of those teen magazine grocery store checkouts. Check us out for eight tips on how to... Uh, have a have a, just be planned, prepared, ready for your not just youth programming. These rules can apply to adult programming and stuff like that as well. 
All right, so I'm going to read number one. These are in no particular order. They're not in order of importance or anything like that. But um, let's fire off, and then we'll let Jamie. Again, there are people out there who have feelings about the Enneagram. That's okay. You're allowed to have your opinion. We're allowed to have ours. But Jamie is what we call an Enneagram one, which is a perfectionist, a preparer, <laughs> a planner. And so we're going to step back. Listen, nothing a little freaks bit. me out more than not having a plan. Elizabeth and I are going to take a back seat in this. Uh, on this show, and we're gonna let we're gonna let Major Jamie just have her her plan her plan her little Aaron Condren heart out. Okay, all right, Matt Aaron Condren. That's so several years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's what should I say then? What's the thing? Uh, I mean, that's not. Maybe there are still people out there that like people, Aaron Condren. That you, you have just moved Instagram. On, that's all. The people that are organizing the refrigerator. Like I don't understand that. I know. Listen, I am okay, here stop. for nope. the TikTok. We're moving on. They, We're moving those on. Those ones where all you do is like ASMR and you're just We're, watching the people refill. We're moving things. on. We're moving on. Mm. I'm sorry I brought it up. Container We're moving store, on. My favorite place. <laughs> I could live there. It'd be all great. Right. We're moving on. <laughs> Tip number one. Here we go. Yeah. So there. hold on. Let me just say too, like. This is, there are, Matt, hush, you said I get to take the lead. You said it. You said it. <laughs> I did. The, uh, there are tons, 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 tons of more trips, or tri- trips, trips, <laughs> tricks, tips and tricks, tricks and tips. Yes. So you know, hit me up on social media, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to uh, talk this through with you and help you out. These are just, you know, Matt told me I could not talk for hours, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to spend like just 10 minutes few. on each one. All right, number not one. Not the be all, end all, just a few. Number one, and this probably is one of the most important. It is the most yes, important. Number it should one. be number one. Everything should point to Jesus. All of your programming should point to Jesus. Tell us about that, Major Jamie. Yes. So our goal, our mission, and our programming um, is right discipleship, right? That's what we want to do with our, our young people. Our adults with, you know, all of our program should have a discipleship component. Our main purpose, our main mission is to point people to Jesus. And so every program that we do should point people to Jesus. Now, does that mean that you can't have, you know, a messy night with your kids? No, that's not, it doesn't mean that. It just means that, um, you know, like the main thrust of the program uh, overall should be pointing people to Jesus. So, uh, you know, how can you connect, make those connections? How is what we're doing tonight, uh, making connections to our faith? There are loads of ways that you can make messy night connections to faith. Um, so all we're saying is just like everything that you do should point to Jesus. If you're finding that you're doing more, like all these fun program things, but very little, like actual discipleship, then it's probably a good to evaluate your program and figure out how you can make that change. That's good. You're going to hear a key word from me, I think, throughout the day, and probably from Major Jamie. This episode is intentionality. Intentionality. Um, like what Major Jamie's saying is like, it's okay to have a messy night or or paper airplane, but sometimes the, the temptation is, let me plan a fun night and then stick a little devotion on at the very end, just so that I can say, this is a religious program when messy night can be worked throughout the program and to point people to Jesus. If you're going to have a paper airplane flying night or a, uh, a character building troops thing, that's fine, but make sure that the gospel is worked in is threaded throughout the program and not just something that like the, the stamp that you lick and stick on the back when you're done just to make sure that it gets across. 
And then, I mean, this goes to like, you know, relationships when you're talk building relationships with the kids, when you're talking to them about what's happening in their lives, you know, these are great opportunities to have those conversations where, you know, Jesus is just a natural part of these conversations that your faith, building your faith, uh, it's not we're not in the entertainment business. The Salvation Army is not in the entertainment business. That's not what we're here for. We're here to point people to Jesus and then to help them grow as people, to grow spiritually. Um, And so our programming should facilitate that. We are not the entertainment army. We are the Salvation Army. All right? Yep. Oh, tweet that. Nailed it. All right. (laughs) Anything else you want to say there, Major Jane, before we get to tip number two? No. All right, number two, here we go. Plan with the end in mind. Let me say it again, just in case uh, there's a lot of words that end with D there and my Southern accent might mess that up. Plan with the end in mind. What's that mean, Major Jamie? Yeah, so the, the goal of this is like, think about where you want to be at the end of your program year or at the end, like when your kids are through your program, when they're leaving your program as adults, what is it that you wish that they knew? right? What did you wish they learned? What do you wish they had experienced? What do you wish they understood about faith, about life? What are those things that you want them to know at the end of the program year or at the end of their cycle in your youth group? And then plan with that goal in mind. That I want my kids to know who they are in Christ, right? This year, I want them to understand, to leave at the end of this program year, understanding their identity in Christ. Okay, that's a great goal. How can I program throughout the year things that will help me build, uh, help them recognize and build that identity in Christ, right? So if you know where you're going, then it's easier to plan how to get there. Yeah, that and sense? that... I think, yeah, that was great. And I think uh, you can see that as a macro level, like Major Jamie just mentioned, um, like say when these kids finish core cadets, how do I want them to be? Or when they finish uh, character building or when they finish junior soldiers or when they turn 18. But you can also do that nightly. By the end of tonight, I want a kid to know this, that Jesus loves them or that there needs to be repentance for sin, or by the end of this, and you could do that for every program, for by the end of this Sunday school lesson, by the end of this core cadet lesson, by the end of this month, by the end of these 90 days. um, People, I think the temptation is to be like, some people may listen to this in November and be like, oh, I missed the start of the program year. Start tonight. Every new day is a new day to start. Go ahead, Major Jamie, wrap that up. No, so I just think, like, if you don't, again... Have a plan, work the plan. When you know where you're going, it makes it easier to figure out how you're going to get there. Um, and then you're not, you know, it, you don't get to the end feeling like, you know what, I really wish that during this time with them, I I had built a better, you know, whatever. I had helped them to understand this more or whatever. And just like Matt said, it can be a, sm- you can do, you can ask that question every step of the way. What do I want the end result to be tonight? What do I want the end result to be at the end of this lesson cycle? What do I want it to be at the end of this year? What do I want it to be at the end of their student life? What do I want it to be at the end when they're like, when they take their last breath, what do I hope they knew? Yeah. And now how can I get them there? That comes back to that word we said earlier, intentionality, that word that I can't pronounce. Intentionality. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Plan with the end in mind. That's number two. Number three. Now, Major Jamie, you have to explain this one because youth leaders feel like they're alone a lot. Here's number three. Tip number three. You can't do this alone. 
You yes. can't do this alone. Now, again, we're not just talking to the youth ministers out there. Perhaps there's core officers or just anybody who's got a women's ministries or a men's ministry or any sort of ministry. You can't do this alone. What do you mean by that, Major Jamie? So there's two facets to this. The first one is like you you like literally can't do student ministry by yourself. One, that's against safe from harm. You have to have at least two adults. Or protect the mission for <laughs> or other protect territory. the mission. Yeah. So um so the first one is recruit volunteers. Figure out a way to recruit the volunteers. And that doesn't just mean, hey, you're a person. Come in this room. Yeah. <laughs> like we, there's too many horror stories about hearing stuff like that. Make yeah. sure that you're like intentional and vetting people. Go ahead, Major James. Yep, and trained and all that good stuff. Intentionality, intentionality, recruiting volunteers who can help you with your program. Sometimes this means, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, it means a direct ask because it's very easy. uh, Like, you know, if we're just in a church service or at a meeting and you say, I could really use somebody to help me with this. It's easy for people to be like, well, I could never do that. Or, you know, they're not talking to me or whatever. When you ask somebody, make a specific ask to a person, hey, I think that you would be great at helping me with, you know, helping me prepare snacks on Tuesday nights. Could you do that? Um, When you make a direct ask, um, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be big every time. Uh, I need you to disciple eighth grade boys. Uh, and people are going to be scared. <laughs> you start small. What are things that they can do? They can help with snacks. They can be a bus monitor. You know, those kind of things and build, you know, build up again, intentionality, building them into being the leaders that you want them to be. Um, So that's one facet of it, right? Recruit volunteers. You cannot do youth ministry by yourself. The second part of this is that you yourself need a support system in order to be youth ministry is hard. All, all ministry is hard, right? It's Mm. tough. You need a support system. Find a mentor. Find a prayer partner, an accountability partner, somebody who's checking in with you to make sure that you are, um, you know, putting putting your own building into yourself, developing yourself both spiritually and, uh, you know, in your responsibilities. So finding that support system, whether it's a group, whether it's one person, you know, whoever it, it needs to be, but somebody who's going to walk the journey with you, um, and kind of keep you accountable, make sure that you're doing the things that you need to be doing, um, will will make it a lot easier to walk uh, through ministry. That's good. And that goes for not just youth ministers, but again, I think Salvation Army officers that are out there that are listening to this or any person, find somebody you can talk to. Just find some friends uh, you know, that you can just call or with something. Just You can't do this alone. And if you um, I have a Marco Polo group with friends that I talk to nearly every day because you just sometimes need somebody just to talk it out to. And just yeah. to go back to what Major Jamie was saying too, anytime you ask for volunteers on a Sunday morning from the pu- pulpit, that's almost a almost a no go. If you say, "Hey, I need some people to help out with this," on you know, if you just say that from a Sunday morning, announcements are good from the pulpit. Asks from the pulpit are not good. Usually, like Major Jamie said, a direct ask, finding that person and saying, "Hey." Can you help me with this is probably the better way to go there. Yeah. And just to go back to about finding your people is ministry is very isolating. It can be very isolating. Um, So it's critical that you have those people. Also, I think in culture, in our culture today, we've become very isolated anyway, which is it's 
so crazy with all the ways that we have to connect now that we're less connected than we've ever been. And sometimes I think I know, like, uh, sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't want to bother somebody by reaching out or, or whatever. Um, but listen, send that text, send that text, make that phone call, uh, you know, send that email. We, we were made for community, right? We are designed to be in relationship. And so um, it's critical that you have those people in your life so that you don't find yourself isolated um, and, and struggling. You don't have to be, right? Just find your people. Number four, and this is where the Salvation Army excels. Use resources, find curriculum, find things to help you. Um, I'll, we have enough curriculum and resources in the Salvation Army in the United States of America to choke out a horse. So we got plenty of it. Um, use it. Major Jamie, what do you mean? No, so I'm just going to say uh, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? You don't have to – you yourself don't have to make – everything. There are tons and tons of resources available. The Salvation Army provides a lot of curriculum, but even outside of that, I mean, obviously you've got to evaluate your groups and to, to do what fits right for your context. So if that's using uh, one of these curriculums that we already have, great. If you need to look for um, other additional resources, fantastic. There are tons of places that you can find them. If you're looking for um, ideas, for, for games, for um, just in like all kinds of youth ministry stuff. There are several really fantastic um, youth ministry groups on social media. On Facebook, they've got uh, stuff you can use, youth ministry. These are people who have been in youth ministry for years. Um, so they have tons of great ideas and resources there. Um, we don't, so in the Salvation Army, we use Orange for Sunday School. There's another curriculum program called Grow. Um, and you they have a great resource for planning uh, your calendar year. So I'm going to get Elizabeth to put this link in the show notes. Um, but even if you don't use their curriculum, you can use this plan, but it walks you through how to like actually literally how to do a planning meeting for the year, how to focus on discipleship and teaching and weekly programming events you might want to do, how you're going to recruit and invest in volunteers, how you're going to engage and connect with parents. Um, and th this is a fantastic resource. Again, whether you use their curriculum or not, they just outline it every step away. This is what you do before the meeting. These are the supplies you need. This is what you ask during the meeting. This is how you you know, do this, like it's lined out every step of the way. Um, and so there are tons of resources. There's a, a resource out there. I think it's called free church. Oh, I just lost it. Hold on a second. Freechurchforms.com. Freechurchforms.com. You can find all kinds of things. Um, now I will say there's like a thousand plus documents on here. I've not looked at all of them. So some of them may be crazy. I don't know. But like spiritual gift inventory. You want to teach about spiritual gifts? There's a free test on this site. So you don't have to create everything yourself. Find good resources. Uh, Matt could probably talk a little bit about some of the ones that are out there, like download youth ministry, some things like that, uh, that are just fantastic. Um, they spark ideas. Yeah. I, I, uh, lots of free ones. I mean, Major Jamie's mentioned most of them. A, a simple Google search will find you anything you need. But I would also point you to SalvationArmyYouth.org, www.SalvationArmyYouth.org, which is the National Christian Education website. And 
we have all of like character building, junior soldiers, core cadets, all that stuff is on there. But also we link to the territorial website. So like Booth Youth in the East, uh, SA Connect out West, Youth Down South, Central Youth Network of the Central Territory. And you can go to those websites from there and get even more stuff. So it's built there. This is why we exist. This is why NHQ is here. Um, is to put this stuff up there for you, especially if you're using Salvation Army material. And I mean, look, we have people from other territories around the world, South America West, South America East, the Italy and Greece Command who who use this stuff. So um, sometimes we're tempted to think, well, we're not being creative enough. I can think this on my own. Yes, sometimes, but you can't do that every single week, right? You're going to have to uh, get some help. So uh, that's there for you. Anything else you want to say about resources and curriculum? All right, number five, halfway done. Talk to your kids or your adults about what they need. What do you mean by that, Major Jamie? Talk to the kids or my adults, the people in my program, about what they need. Yeah, so um, this is uh, – <laughs> it feels like, uh, duh, we should be doing this. But when you, like, figure out – plan what you're going to do based on what the people who are in the program are needing. Um, you know, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are the challenges that they're facing? What are, um, you know, what are some expectations when they come to these programs? What are the, what kind of things are they expecting to get? And then build programming around those things. In our, uh, in a previous ap appointment we had, um, we had a, a substantial group of teenagers, probably about 40 to 45 group of uh, 45 teens who would come to our youth group. Um, and the programs, the resources that we had available just weren't right for that context. Um, obviously, we're big believers in Salvation Army program. It's Matt's job to build out these resources. So I'm not slamming them in any way, but they just weren't right for that context. But we knew wh uh, what these teens needed was life skills, right? They needed somebody to teach them how to balance your bank account, how to cook, uh, like yeah, how cook. to create a, a budget, like not just spend all your paycheck, how all these kind of things, this is, these are the things that they needed. Uh, and so we built, um, a plan, a yearly plan around helping, like just what are the things that they're going to need to know when they graduate? Uh, we brought in the red cross who taught a lot of these kids who, uh, like watched their younger brothers and sisters or their younger cousins, their moms, you know, moms and dads were at work. They, needed to help out. So we brought in the Red Cross to teach babysitting classes and first aid so that, um, you know, they would just feel equipped to handle these situations that they found themselves in. And also, uh, then, you know, they could make some money, right. By babysitting for other people because they were certified and all this kind of stuff. And so it's those kind of things like looking, like really looking at the lives of our young people. What is it that they need? What, what is it that we can provide that they may not be getting either at home or at school? How can we help develop them? And then building a plan around that. It's so tempting to, in the character building material, through sunbeams, girl guards, explorers, right, rangers, moonbeams, it's so tempting for us to be like, this is what my kids need. They need bug, bug world. And then the astronomy badge. And then orienteering when major jamie's saying here is like sometimes talking to your kids our kids don't want to talk about plants and they don't want the biology badge because they're going home each day to little siblings who they have to watch and so like that's how that red cross thing came out in one of our previous appointments was we said you know what we're not gonna do these badges right now we're gonna we we 
we actually had a donor give us money to bring in the Red Cross and got every teenager in that place in our core licensed as a licensed Red Cross babysitter with CPR and, and first, first aid yeah, training first aid. because then they got the little certificate and then they could that way they knew they could take care of their siblings. But the idea was that these kids could also go to their neighborhood buildings, their apartment buildings and say, hey, I am a licensed Red Cross babysitter with CPR and first aid. I'd be happy to watch your kids. And, you know, it was an opportunity for them to make some more money. But again, that's talking to their kids about what they need and what they want to do. Some of your kids don't care about bugs or plants. And then if you say, hey, we're going to have a plant and bug month, they're going to be like, deuces, I'm out. Yeah. You know? Alternately, there are some places where like those things are uh, that they live in that kind of environment and knowing and understanding the environment around them is critical. And so those will be great for them. It's all about, again, knowing your people, knowing your context, and then making the plan around that. It You you don't have to, not not every context is the same. And so we shouldn't try to program oh, the same across the board. I love that. I'll hear that again. Not every context, not every congregation, not every appointment is the same. And to try to, you know, you have to find what works for people. This bleeds into to tip number six. So let's just go ahead and move on to well, that. Well, hold on. I'm going to say too, sometimes it changes, like even though you haven't changed and your location hasn't changed, sometimes the needs change. Sometimes the needs of your youth group, what your youth group needed in 2019 is not the same as what your youth group needed post-COVID. So even though it may be the same people, the same location, the needs have changed. And so that's why, uh, you know, it's just, again, knowing your people, knowing your context, what's going on in their lives, um, how can we address the needs? That's good. That's good stuff. Made it, Jamie. All right. So tip six goes into this. So we're going to kind of just, it's, it's tip six is relationship, relationship, relationship. That's what it comes down to building relationships, relationships, relationships with your kids, with your adults, with the people in your program. So what, what's different about this tip, major Jamie, than, than the last one. So this is just like, sometimes, uh, Programs are fantastic. I believe in Salvation Army programs. Again, I'll say it. We need, like kids need programming. They love programming. But what they need even more is relationships uh, with mentors, with people who love them, people who care about them. Um, and so, and that's not programmable, right? That's not a program. Your relationship with your kids is not a program. Um, you know, be there for them. Show up at their games, at their theater programs, at their flute recitals, whatever it is, show up, be there, know what's going on uh, in their lives, know what's going on in their families, talk to them about school, you know, you should know their names. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah, this that's a really be, good first. This step. shouldn't be a spicy take and it and it's not because most of the time we do a good job of this. But uh, like every kid that's in your program, every adult that's in your program, you should know their name. First and last name. You should greet every kid, every adult with a high five every time they come in the room and you say their name when they're coming in and when they're leaving. That is that's the bare minimum. If you are run if you are running a program, it might be the greatest program in the history of the Salvation Army and you don't know the names of your kids in it, that's a problem. Yeah, we talk I think we've said this before, but we need to think about ratios from a from the other perspective. A lot of times we talk about ratios based on like, you know, we need to have this many adults to this many kids, uh, you know, for teaching purposes, you you know, classroom ratios, all that. We need to look at that from the opposite. And I believe it's five to one, right, Matt? 
we say five adults to one, one kid, a, one adult for every five kids in your program. Is it just a basic rule of thumb ratio? But we also what Major Jamie saying here is spiritually the ratio should be five adults for one child. Explain that, Major Jamie. Yeah. So this is just saying like in your core, if try to, if you can make it a goal and I, I know in some places it's really hard to make this happen. Um, but if, if you can have five leaders in your core praying for one kid, that's what checking in on them. I'm not saying they, every, all five have to have the most, you know, uh, intense mentoring relationship. We're not saying that at all. Praying, just praying, checking in on them. Uh, five adults for every one kid. Obviously they can overlap. One adult can pray for more than one child, but who's, <laughs> you know, that they're just focused on gr- making sure that child feels welcome, knowing their name, saying hello to them, asking them how their week went. Um, that, that's the, that's kind of the, the goal for spiritual growth in young people, five adults for every one kid. Right. All right. Number seven, plan good habits. Plan well, build habits. Have good building planning habits. I know I just said it five times weird, but (laughs) fix me up, Major. Fix what I I did not plan well. (laughs) This is my motto. Have a plan, work the plan. You know, they say there's all kinds of uh, like trite cliche things that you can say about this, right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know, we could bring them all out, but you hit, the, a, you they miss say, a, wait, you hit, what is it? You, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't you make. Don't take, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Whatever. So basically all we're saying is, um, you, the planning is so important because when we don't have a plan, that's when things just fall apart, right? Like that's when, what are we doing at youth? Oh, it's youth activity night. I don't have a plan. Uh, we'll just, watch TV, which is fine, but they can watch TV for free at their house, right? Like what, what are we, how is what we're offering here any different than what they just doing somewhere else? So, uh, that's why it's so important for you to have these plans, to go through these planning processes, to know what's going to happen, um, so that you don't find yourself in these situations. Now, do emergencies come up? Yes, they do. Sometimes everything falls apart. And you just have to do what you have to do. But uh, I if, have been if guilty. You, I've been guilty of having a Veggie Tales night or a McGee and Me night from the nineties. <laughs> a McGee and Me night. Matt, we have never done a McGee and Me. I wasn't night. a youth leader in the nineties. I'm not that. No. So the um, like sometimes things happen, and you just have that. You just have to make it work. But if that is happening the majority of the time, Uh-oh, right? If you find yourself every week. 30 minutes before the program is like, what am I going to do? Then the, that's not an emergency. That's you failing to plan. Yep. All right. Oh, I know here that. she comes. Sorry. <laughs> Look out, guys. <laughs> like, is, this is a huge, youth ministry is a huge responsibility. Ministry is a huge responsibility. Sometimes we fall into habits of it just kind of being routine or being rote, but these are like the people's lives. We need to be intentional with what we're doing. Make a plan, work the plan. All right. And that that goes into this last one, which is very important. This is another a good one to, to end on is this one. You can't give away what you don't have. What do you mean, Major Jamie? You can't give away yep. what you don't have yourself. Yeah, if if it's not, if you don't have it, if it's not in you, there's no way that you can impart it upon the people that you're leading. So what I mean by that is your spiritual life, 
um, who you are in Christ has to be the prior has to be a priority for you. All right. What are you doing to take care of yourself? How are you being refreshed? How are you making space for God in your own life? You know, are you taking, you know, time away? And when you're taking time away, are you actually taking time away? Mm. Uh, are you having a Sabbath, whether that's, you know, a full day, it doesn't have to be Sunday. It can be, you know, Thursday or whatever. It can be Thursday at lunch to Friday at lunch because you have an activity, you know, Friday night or whatever. However, you you know, however you can make that work in your schedule, but are you finding a way to take a Sabbath? Are you studying the Bible for yourself? Not just let me put together this lesson, but your own personal devotion time. Yes. Um, You know, are you making time for prayer and all of these things, all of these spiritual disciplines in your life um, make it possible for then you to do these kind of with the to do ministry, right? If you're not, if you are not experiencing all these things in your own life, then there will come a time when you will burn out. Yeah. You can't, you just cannot give what you don't have. It's a water bottle, right? Like you just, you're, you're pour, when you do programs, you're pouring water out of the water bottle. And if you're not refilling that water bottle, eventually that water bottle will go dry and there'll be nothing left. And trust me, when you think we're hiding it, everybody sees it. And I, we, this is one of those things we have to f- go to the mat for. This is a fight we have to have is we need to be doing the spiritual disciplines in our own life. Salvation Army officers, I'm talking to you too. Youth leaders, soldiers, to myself, we need to be doing the spiritual disciplines. We need to be spending time in prayer each day. We need to be talking to the Lord. I mean, listen, reading his word and applying it to our own lives. Just thinking on it each day and doing these things. If you're not doing that, you're not leading. If Look, you're not even d- Jesus did it, right? Jesus took time away to talk to the Father, to pray, to be refreshed. Jesus took naps. It's in the Bible. We if <laughs> Je- if Jesus is doing it, probably a good idea for and us to be doing it too. If <laughs> if you say and I hear you, I hear you. Listen to me. I hear you. But if you say I don't have the time to do that, then your priorities are messed up. Your priorities are messed up and you have to stop right now and do a full evaluation on where your time's going and all these things because you will not last. The Salvation Army is I don't know your I don't know your leadership or anything like that, but the Lord if you want to be a more effective officer, a more effective leader in the Salvation Army, then you, or in just in any sort of ministry, you've got to be doing these things. You've yeah, got here's to the be thing. doing these disciplines. Ministry is going to take everything that you will give it. It absolutely will. It Ministry will never, and it's not just the Salvation Army. It happens in the Salvation Army, but it's not just here. It's at every church. will take every last second of your time. It's not going to, ministry is never going to come to you and say, Hey, I scheduled out this one hour for you. It's not going to do that. You have to be intentional. And listen, I'm preaching to myself because sometimes I'm really bad about this. Um, But you have to make the space, right? You have to be intentional in your life to say, no, I'm not going to spend this hour doing, you know, Facebook or whatever, whatever it is organizing, watching organizing videos on TikTok. (laughs) Organizing your fridge. (laughs) That's right. Organizing my fridge. Even though like all these, these are things that need to be done, right? All these things are good things that you're doing. All these things that you're busy at are good and they're important and they need to be done, but they are never going to make space for you. You have to make that space in your own 
uh, in your own life. And this, again, is why it's so important that rule number three, you can't do it alone to have those people around you who are saying, hey, when's the last time you were in the word? Oh, yeah. Or what? Talk, talk to me about what Jesus is saying to you. I know those are uncomfortable conversations. Sometimes Matt asks me those questions and I get defensive. I'm like, you think I don't love Jesus? <laughs> but really, usually when I'm a defensive, it's because I've not been taking the time that I need to. Uh, so if I, you need to surround yourself with people who are going to say to you, how are you, how are you being refreshed? How are you developing yourself? How are you learning, uh, growing you know, in, in faith, growing in your job? How are you doing these things because you cannot give it if you don't have it. These again are just eight random tips that are there to help you out. Just something to think. I think yeah, we key, could go to 713. The key to all of this is that I word that I kill still can't pronounce intentionality. Intentionality. I intentionally can't say that word. Um, Elizabeth, you have to plan a lot ahead because of like media managing stuff, uh, like with social media posts, which can be tedious because like youth, youth leaders trying to stay up on social media and all that stuff. Do you it have can be like, overwhelming. Do you have like one quick tip to like that you think about a lot that's helpful for you, especially – and it doesn't have to just be in social media, but like – because I know you have to live far in advance, like your months in advance of social media posting. How, what, what tip do you have that just helps you? I love a calendar. Good. Yeah, color code the calendar. Hey, you, I'm all about that color coded <laughs> calendar. If you're if you're in a program, guys, and you don't have a calendar, you need to probably go get one. Yeah, and you listen, need like, a find the calendar that works for you. I was just having this conversation with my sisters yesterday. I am a total paper calendar person. I have dry erase board calendars on my wall that I can see. My my planner is a paper planner. It's color coded. I got an eight color code system. I some people think that's excessive. I could probably use more colors, but there's only so many flare pins in the world. Uh, my sister uses electric. She only does is ele- uh, does is she electronic. only does electronic. <laughs> she only does an electronic calendar. The, to me, that is. Uh, I'm like, uh, but for yeah. some people, that's what it. That's what works. Do what works for you. Find the system again. Know yourself. Know your context. What's going to work the best for you. And use it. it. It does no good for you to, you know, invest in this paper planner if you're not a paper planner person. You're just wasting resources. Find what works for you, but f- make a plan, utilize the thing, and get it done. Make a plan, I, work the plan, make a planner, work a planner. <laughs> I, right? That's what we're saying. I have a calendar from Office Depot, not a sponsor, and... Um, People ridicule me horribly because they say, how can you be the national youth secretary? You're the youth guy and you don't use a digital thing. And so I have to put up with a lot of haters going to (laughs) hate. I have to put up with a lot of people who look down their noses at me. And the reason is I need like what works for me is something tangible I can hold in my hand and I can physically write in not a digital. I don't use a digital calendar because I would make it a mess. So to all the people, listen, you do you boo. And when people come and say, Oh, you're a youth guy. Shouldn't you be using the latest, coolest TikTok calendar? Say, no, I'm using post-it notes on my office window. That's what works for me. Chump. But don't say chump. All right. I love you with all the love of Jesus. But leave me alone with my paper planner. (laughs) Anything else, Major Jamie, you want to just wrap that up before we ask our last and final question? No. I get to ask it today because – Reach out to – you know, if you want to talk about these tips, 
you have other tips, share them in the comments on the social media feed. Reach out to us. We love talking about youth ministry. Um, so, you know, we're, we're always happy to, to talk about these things more and more and more. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a part B, C, D, E, F, if, G. If what Major J be saying is if you want to have a conversation about organization, hit her up. I'm making would, a plan. She would love Listen, we could talk about event calendars. Event, I could, we could talk all day. Next episode, one of these episodes, we'll do how to organize and clean out that back program closet in the core. That's oh, just got invite crassless. me, my favorite. <laughs> no, that sounds like an HGTV show waiting to happen. All right, last question. What's I, Hey, Salvation Army today, one of y'all Salvation Army communication things. I could do it. I could be your person who comes into a core building and cleans out a closet. That does I'm, not... I'm, here for it. Can that be an appointment? That does uh, not personnel. sound fun. That does Colonel, not sound fun. Colonel that Paul Johnson, fun. national personnel. Can we make an appointment? I could be the lady who goes in and cleans out, organizes your core program closet. That is not fun. That is not I'm fun. Headed to personnel right after this. <laughs> that is not fun. Not I'm not, making a pitch. Not fun at all. All right. Last question. What's bringing you joy, uh, Elizabeth? Uh, what is what's giving you joy up as we get ready to start this fall season? Okay. Have you been on Netflix recently? Yes. Have you seen what was trending in the top 10 TV shows? Probably. Did you see number three? What was it? This is huge. Extraordinary Attorney Wu cracked the U.S. top 10 and was number three. This is another K-drama? This is another K-drama, but it's huge because it's trending like worldwide. And even in the States, it was not even dubbed in English yet. It is so popular they're having a season two, which never happens. And they're waiting until the lead actor comes back from his mandatory military service in 2024 because it's just that good. Oh, man, you just threw some stuff. What's the go? <laughs> Give us the title again one more time. Okay. Extraordinary Attorney Wu. It is. She is the first autistic lawyer in South Korea. And so every episode is a new case and there's no violence. It's super cute. You get to learn about whales. There's a cute handshake <laughs> that's trending on social media as a dance. <laughs> Okay. I'm, okay. Check it out. All right. I'm getting my boyfriend to watch it. This is huge. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to have to try it, Matt. Major Jamie, what's giving you joy? Uh, TikTok videos where they organize Stop. the refrigerator. No. Stop it. Stop. Does it bring me joy? Listen, you can hate on me all day, Matt. <laughs> I did say haters going to hate earlier. I you apologize. didn't. <laughs> you did. I Listen, I've been telling Matt all the time. This is not my joy, by the way, but I try, I'm like, Matt, if, if I can oh, get our fridge bonus. to look this like bonus this. joy. And Matt will just, Matt will not let me live my best life when it comes to organizing the refrigerator. Because he just look, puts things look, in there wherever he look, feels like. <laughs> look, uh, all these people who are organizing their fridge, I'm going to shoot this down really quick. Right thing. You don't account for leftovers. These people don't account for leftovers. They fill their fridge. I could have fridge. a system for that, excuse Matt. Me, that I have, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm on my Matt, Uncle Matt rant right now. These people have like little cute little things for their Coke and their Dr. Pepper and all this stuff. They don't account for a meatloaf that's half bad that's in a little Ziploc bag. So I'm well, sorry. Well, there's your problem, Matt. I'm Who's sorry, putting meatloaf? in a Ziploc bag. I'm sorry, Stacy, Karen, cute Renucor 99. Account for a busted up meatloaf or a half DiGiorno's pizza and then we'll talk. Okay, now, well now I have Jamie, no joy. What's giving you joy? No joy. There's no joy. Uh, right now what's bringing me joy is back to school supply shopping. I'm sure you're all surprised, especially in light of this conversation, but I love a good office supply store, <laughs> office supply section, back to school supply section. Uh, I'm like, hey, we could color coordinate this. Or, and my kids are like, can you just stop and let us buy the colors and the notebooks that we want? And then inevitably, I'm like, I need these office supplies. 
And somebody else in my family is like, no, you don't need any more office supplies. But it's so fun to me, all the, the new notebooks, the new folders, the new pens, then the night before school, getting it all organized in their backpack, which is kind of a waste of time because there's no way that their backpack is going to stay looking like that. Uh, my kids like to make fun of me because I saw in a back to school uh, open house one time, I saw this poster and I was like, well, this is my life motto. An organized binder is an organized life. Like Jamie almost saying, has that as a tattoo. If she doesn't have a tattoo, but if she did, I don't have it a would tattoo, be a, but if I'm thinking about getting it on my arm. An organized binder is an organized life. An or, oh my. my kids say that to me all the time. They make fun of me. Uh, but listen, again, have a plan, work the plan. When you're organized, your organized binder, that's your organized life. Early in our officership and early in our marriage, uh, Major Jamie would go to the office supply store and she'd come back with cute file folders like flowers. I still on have them. Stuff. And I would say uh, they make manila folder, file folders and she would say, yeah, but they're not cute. <laughs> Look at you can't see the uh, visual, but she's showing those files. Cute still. file folders. All right. Listen, if they make you more productive and you're happy doing your job, get you some cute file folders. You do, Don't you listen boo. to Matt. <laughs> Don't listen. Don't worry about Matt. Haters I do recognize. Hate. I do recognize my hypocrisy on the show so far. Yeah, you do. All right. You last should. thing for Go, me. You, break- need to, you need to take a break and watch you some ASMR organization <laughs> videos. No. Oh, well, what's bringing me joy? <laughs> college football season's almost here. At the time of this recording, college football will be uh, coming out in the next day. Uh, we get some good football. You want to watch Week One, September third. You're going to want to watch some college football. There's some great top twenty-five matchups coming up. Again, I, one of these days we're going to do a sports podcast and it's going to be amazing so <laughs> no matt it'll you think i get passionate on here <laughs> yeah <laughs> they would have to be like no can't air that <laughs> that's gonna end this episode of the battle line podcast be sure to subscribe to the battle line wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to check out the peer website at peermag.org folks i have just seen the september edition of peer chef's kiss I'm chef's kissing right now. I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. It is intentional. Phenomenal. <laughs> or follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. <laughs> Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Bye, everybody. See ya. See ya.